Hi, and welcome to the Athena Rising Podcast. I'm Dana. I started a journey long ago to heal myself, and I want to bring you along. I have a master's degree in counseling, plus certifications in Reiki, regression, and hypnosis. My goal is to help women heal our unique emotional pain by showing you all the ways that exist to do just that. It's my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves, we are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Every Tuesday, I'll introduce you to guests, topics, and modalities that will inspire you to try something new on your path. Let's get started. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a moment to personally invite you to a workshop that I am planning in the Charlotte, North Carolina area with legendary master of voice, Stuart Pierce. Stuart will present his angelic sound healing workshop on October 20th, 2019, set in front of majestic and pristine Lake Norman, which is located just outside of Charlotte. The purpose of this workshop is to let go of old beliefs and paradigms and to discover the song of your own unique soul. Stuart will teach you a way of reharmonizing the whole of your being through voice alchemy, discovering the great I am presence, and asking the angels to guide you through all of your life transitions as you find greater healing. If you are interested in more information or would like to purchase a ticket, visit AthenaRisingPodcast.com and click on the link at the top that says Stuart Pierce Workshop. You can also go back and listen to episode 25 in season one to learn more about Stuart in depth as I interviewed him in that episode. All links to tickets and the episode with Stuart can be found in the show notes below. I can't wait to see you in Charlotte on October 20th. Today, I sit down with modern medicine woman, Amy Jo, for an honest conversation about using food as medicine to heal from the inside out. Amy started out as one of the youngest and most highly recruited executives for companies like Rent the Runway, Fabletics, Shoe Dazzle, and many others, helping to scale their online revenues from millions to the billion-dollar marks. But her career eventually led her down a path filled with stress and anxiety, which amplified her chronic health issues of eczema, allergies, and acne. It was this physical wake-up call that turned her life around, and she began healing herself using food as medicine. Amy is now a certified holistic health coach and modern-day medicine woman who is on a mission to inspire women around the globe to heal their chronic conditions, as well as their mind, body, and spirit on this fast-paced planet that we call home. Amy shares with us about her ancient lineage that contributed to forming her new career, how she plans to help heal those in her native Asian culture, and also gives us a beautiful visual example of how we can eat intuitively to heal ourselves. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Amy, and let's just start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for work. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Dana, and everyone who's listening. I'm really excited to be here with you all. So my name's Amy, and I am actually a modern-day medicine woman. And um, to translate that, you can think of me as a holistic health coach. 
So um, I've been in the corporate space for a really long time, mainly with startups for many, many years, almost a decade, I would say. And from that experience, I collected all of these chronic illnesses um, on my own body. I had eczema, I had, I had anxiety, um, I had acne, all of these things just started to pile up. I had allergies out of nowhere and I just didn't know what to do with myself. Um, and I felt really lost. And so when I was trying to find, find more of a purpose in the work that I'm doing, my body was sending me signals that I need to kind of look in that direction. And so I was just following the path and trying to figure out, you know, my health and my well-being from the inside out, right? Spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything, the whole nine yards. And it led me down to this path of studying more about nutrition, about health, um, about how to kind of care for myself, um, in, on my own, on my own, right? Without having to constantly go to the doctors every month and asking what's wrong with me. And they usually don't really have an answer <laughs> after a couple of times that they can't figure out what's going on. And, um, and that's, that's what led me to do what I do today. Uh, I'm really happy to say that I have since then been able to heal myself. And because of that, it took me on a journey of getting my certification as a health coach and kind of connecting the dots um, to really help others figure out what's going on with them. The answers that they have been looking for that the doctors wouldn't, weren't able to give them, I'm here to help them kind of um, deconstruct that and figure it out and also create, create a life that is more healing for themselves on all levels. And so that's what I do. A lot of um, the people that I work with right now are the people that is a reflection of myself um, about five years ago. Um, so they do have chronic illnesses, whether it's digestion or, um, or anxiety. I have some of those as well, um, eczema, acne. So that's what I do. I help, them, I help them activate that healing power within themselves like I have done for myself. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That is just right in line with everything I love to talk about on my podcast, that we are our own best healers. And um, so I just think it's really fascinating that you picked up these chronic illnesses from working in a corporate environment that can be so toxic and so draining. And so I know that you changed, obviously, your eating because I know you use food as medicine, but it also has to do something with um, following your path and doing something that you love instead of um, working for someone else constantly. Do you think that had anything to do with it as well, healing yourself? Oh, yes, absolutely. It was, I think when we are younger and we feel like we are here to change the world and we find companies that sort of give us that hope, we put all of our hope we have inside of us that's burning onto that company's mission, right? And we pour our entire lives into that mission working for someone else. And then we start to kind of create the separation between us and our heart and our spirit of what truly makes us fulfilled from within. And you're absolutely right. Um, so for instance, I'll, I'll give an example. 
I talk about this story with my students quite a bit. My eczema was actually only manifesting on the back of my neck. Well, it was around my eyes and everything too, but the worst part of it was on the back of my neck on the left side. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't go to the right. It wouldn't go down further. It was just all over my neck and the back. And it was like so thick. It was like almost like, almost like raised up with a quarter of an inch. It was just irritating. It was just gross. <laughs> I wouldn't want anyone to look at it. That's why I didn't even have pictures of it, right? Um, but I have realized as I was studying more about, you know, emotional trauma and anxiety and, and all of those things, I realized that we receive energy from the back of our body, right? If we have an aura, then our aura kind of encapsulates all of us and we project energy from the front and we receive energy from the back and the left side is our divine feminine. And at the time... I had a female boss. Her mission and vision was, you know, amazing. And I, and I haven't worked for a female boss for a really long time. So I was like in it. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm, I'm here, female empowerment. I'm here to change lives with you. Um, but the way she was managing was very, um, it put a lot of pressure on all of us. And I hadn't realized that how much pressure I was putting on myself and everyone in the company until I realized how my illness was manifesting at a certain spot. This female energy that's projected onto me, I feel like I have burden. You know, like sometimes when we stressed out, our shoulders tense up and it's around the neck area. And your, your neck area is your throat chakra, mm -hmm. is where you do self-expression, right? So we're receiving this energy from the back and it's, it, and it's preventing us from expressing ourselves and, you know, forward um, for our highest good. So it's, it's fascinating to kind of see, the, see how our illnesses kind of pick the spots where we're the weakest at or where we're being, I don't want to use the word attack, but <laughs> <laughs> or, or where we're being, you know, projected energy onto you um, and we kind, of, we kind of become weak certain spots and we are not really aware of it um, until we kind of put the pieces together so that's one story that I love to tell to answer your question of how um, how illnesses can manifest in those situations and and sometimes we're just not aware that that's happening yeah I have to just piggyback on that because um, I took a little break from podcasting to kind of gather myself and um, I've been feeling like okay I need to get my episodes all in line and ready to launch again. And I like to do solo episodes here and there. And I thought, well, I really need to record a couple. And I woke up the other morning and my throat was scratchy. And I was like, oh no, like I can't lose my voice and not be able to record. So I just like recorded a ton of episodes yesterday and just got it done. And it's like, it's still a little bit there, but it's like almost gone. And I think it's because it was like a little nudge, like clear your throat chakra. You need to speak. You need to get those words out that are just sitting inside of you. And I'm feeling it clear up today. It's, it's wild. I don't think it would have cleared up if I hadn't um, recorded those episodes yesterday. I really don't. So <laughs> it's yes, it's amazing. And and the more we practice speaking, um, speaking and expressing ourselves, the better we get at it, right? Like I was telling my students as I was recording trainings for them, 
like I did not know how to speak in front of camera. I didn't even know how to smile when I was, when I speak in front of camera. And then the first time I did a recording and I shared one with them um, of me cooking and making a healing meal, I was like, just don't, don't laugh because <laughs> I wasn't looking in the camera. I wasn't smiling. I wasn't even I like my voice. You can tell when someone's voice is not open, right? And I, and, and when you watch yourself um, doing a presentation or speaking, um, you can sense that. And I used to be so afraid to look at myself speaking. So I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. Like, I love that you did the podcast, um, you know, um, in, in a single day, right? In a couple of hours and just did them all because mm -hmm. practice makes perfect and it, it gives us that confidence and it kind of lifts us up right so I'm so happy that's I I think you're absolutely right and your intuition is telling you what was happening already too so right right our bodies are so um intuitive way more than we give them credit for sometimes and in our society, I don't think we notice those things as much, but if you take a minute and you think, well, why am I having an issue with my throat? And then try to, um, you know, pinpoint that. I think it can be very helpful. So along those lines, I'm wondering where you pull from. Um, do you have um, a background in some kind of ancient medicine or training in a specific area, or is this all from your own experience that you teach your clients from? Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, I'm just going to be completely honest in this podcast because I feel like the audience on this podcast is in alignment with what we're speaking about. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, they're on this, you know, vibration where they can have an open heart conversation and, and, and can receive some of the stories that I'm about to share. So my journey is really interesting. I, um, when I felt lost in life, in the corporate setting, in the startup setting, I didn't know where to go. And when your soul is lost, right, your, your, your spirit tends to be a little broken at the same time. Because when your soul is lost, you're kind of going through life without a compass. And when you go through life without your compass, knowing where to point you to, you feel a little lost. And like you feel, you feel a little lost and your spirit feels a little broken. You don't, you, you're, you don't have the motivation to do anything. Your spirit is the, your willpower to actually get you out of bed in the morning, right? So I kind of lost that. And when you're in that situation, um, I, for me, I tend to go seek out help, right? So I, I sought out many, many other healers that have, um, that I have been studying from. And I just wanted to know, like, what is my path? What is my path? Who am I? Um, if I don't know that myself, or if I don't know how to retrieve that information myself, I need to learn it from someone who can help me retrieve that, or at least point me in the right direction. It was really interesting because for every single um, like person that I've spoken to, they all said the same thing. You're a healer. That's who you are. I was like, yeah. okay. I don't even know what that means. Like, what is that? Is that like, is that like what kind of career? <laughs> How do I just I into that? Yeah, I like my, my, my physical mind. It's like, okay, like, what? Like, do I do what you do? Um, and there's so many different healers, right? So many different types. And 
Um, and it wasn't until I met my own um, energy teacher that I still study from. She's amazing um, that she actually looked into all of my past lives for me. Yeah. And pulled out all of the moments that I was um, working as a healer. And she said, well, your entire lineage has made a promise to this planet that you're going to work with the herbs or the plants, um, the animals, and the humans for all eternity. Wow. <laughs> That's all you, you made a promise. And I said, okay, well, and so she said, you have a choice because we all have free will. She said, you can choose to work with animals and you're extremely telepathic if you choose to go down that path. Um, you'll probably be one of the best animal whisperers in, in, in this century if you want to do that. Or you can work with plants. Um, and you can use plants to help anyone heal, right? So, and so she pulled up some lifetimes because I wasn't able to access this information at the time. She was pulling up some lifetimes where I was doing these things um, to just kind of activate my confidence in myself that if I've done it before, even I have no like physical recollection of it in this lifetime, that there's some sort of intuition inside of me that if I decide to go on that path, um, the path will pave itself for me. And I just have to trust, right? And there's a lot of times where I, if I tell people these stories, even like my closest friends are like, that's crazy. She could have made that stuff up, right? <laughs> and, and I said, well, okay. Um, I, could either, I could either not believe it and go back to the way I was, or I can take a leap of faith and say, okay, um, does this resonate with me? Can I, can, I, can I try it? And will it bring me joy when I'm doing it, right? And plus, I have to heal myself. So right. <laughs> what are my other options? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, okay, well, I don't have any pets. Um, and I always had a fear of dogs. And um, it was funny because my, uh, my energy teacher said, well, they're, they know who you are. They just want to, they just want to communicate with you and you, and you didn't know who you are. And so when you don't know who you are and when others know who you are, you have a fear of becoming who you are. So I said, okay, well, well, okay. Not the animals. I don't even have a pad. <laughs> not <laughs> not going to start there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but I looked at our diet, right. And I said, okay. Um, and I say this a lot and I even, and, and my mom is now repeating it back to me all the time and telling the whole world, um, because she's seen this stuff work mm -hmm. and she doesn't know, but she's part of that lineage that I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She, and, and we tell people that, look, listen, we eat three to four, if not five times a day, we're drinking things. We're like constantly like eating. If we're not healing ourselves with the things that we're eating and the things that we're thinking about and our state of being, then I mean, like what, what, what else are we going to be doing? So I chose, I chose food as medicine mm -hmm. as where I'm going to, as where I was going to look at, because I thought that that was such a big part of our culture, a big part of our lives, that if there's anything that we can change about um, the way that we are kind of the, our relationship with food, then the power can be amplified and, and it could have exponential healing powers for us. Right. So mm -hmm. I went, I went down, I went down that path. That was kind of like my, you know, current life logic thinking. Um, and 
it was amazing because um, once I made that decision, I felt like the universe was just sending me signals and signs everywhere I went. It, it took me to um, the integrative nutrition program where I got my certification. It took me to the medical medium where, um, actually it took me to the first medical medium before Anthony Williams. Oh, really? Yeah. So Edgar Casey was yes. the first medical medium that I know of, right, in my awareness. And I study his work and I study spiritual nutrition. I study energy. And then I, and then I went to medical medium, which I think it was amazing progression for, for me personally, because I didn't just jump to the most advanced information. I kind of looked at how history unfolded um, in the last century in holistic health. And I kind of um, took what resonated with me, which was amazing because it activated my own intuition. Right, because a lot of times when you see a very amazing healer, like for instance the medical medium, you would just take his knowledge as, as, as written like like in the Bible, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yep. And you would rely on that knowledge rather than relying on your intuition. So the fact that I had to kind of go through the other knowledges and, and use my own intuition to kind of puzzle the pieces to to put the puzzle pieces together. And then I met the medical medium's work like that. I, I couldn't have planned it better myself. And then kind of that just, that was just the cherry on top that allowed me to kind of see everything in whole. So that's kind of like who I am and what I practice and how everything kind of came together for me um, to help others. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, sure. Because I know a lot of that is like, some woo-woo stuff that people love to dismiss, but yeah. I believe that you're safe here. We talk about all that kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. It's funny because I have some connections to Edgar Casey as well. I was trained in um, regression and hypnosis by uh, Peter Woodbury, who has been on this podcast before. Um, and he works for the Edgar Casey, the ARE. Um, so yeah, I love Edgar Casey. I love the foundations of him. And so I love that you started there. I think that's great. Yeah. It's interesting. One of my, uh, I have many teachers that I, um, that I work with one-on-one -on -one and they have become friends over time. I really believe that the teacher student relationship are kind of, um, are kind of like agreements that we've made throughout lifetimes to kind of help each other on their own journey to kind of remember who they really are. And um, one of my teachers is actually Raymond Tarpey. He is, um, him and Nobi Tarpey are the people who is managing the AR. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so he, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I, you know, I go to Sedona with them. I'm meeting them. Um, Later this month, I, we talk about all of this stuff until like 3 a.m. in the morning. And there's no age difference when we are together. They're, you know, they're much, much older than I am. But we talk as if we're long lost friends and family from like lifetimes before. And that's the kind of connection that you, you activate when, when you're more open-minded and when you're kind of, you know, jumping in with a leap of faith to all of the possibilities of, of this universe. <laughs> yeah, I just, I so agree. So thank you again for just sharing that. I love that. Um, 
I am curious, um, just as my podcast serves women, um, I know you have to work with both men and women, but I would love to know kind of what you see women facing time and time again. What are they coming to you to heal themselves for? You know, what are they needing help with? Yeah. So a lot of it is um, because of the way that I speak and express, um, I do try to reach the people who have a physical chronic illness and, and that, that they can relate to me um, from my past experience with eczema, acne, anxiety, and all of those um, and all of those things. So they do come to me to, to, for that. But time and time again, I have realized that the women who come to me for this, they actually have they actually have um, emotional, um, I wouldn't want to call it trauma because I feel like that's, <laughs> that's, um, that, that's like a really, really um, heavy word. Yeah. Heavy word to use, but they do have emotional blockages, I would say. Um, and, and, and it happens for not just women, but also men, mm-hmm. but women are more readily open to express that they have these. So when I go through my training and my programs, I actually spend a whole week, let's say I have my 14 day challenge, I actually spend a week before the challenge starts. And every day I am rewiring their um, um, brain synapses to understand their emotional relationship to themselves and especially to food. Because if I can't rewire that, no matter how, how much I teach, they will either not do, right? There's something that's going to prevent them from doing and taking action. Or if they are doing it for the sake of healing, but they're restricting themselves, like for instance, they're relying on me to tell them exactly what to eat every single day, right? Yeah. <laughs> then, then they're not... In entirely activating their own intuition with their body or the healing foods that I've introduced them to. Um, so it's really about um, that, that relationship with themselves and with all of their surroundings that, that I see that is missing in a lot of women because we tend, we women tend to be, take on the healer archetype in, in our you know, in, in every situation, especially in our home environment. And the first thing we want to do is I want to help you, mm-hmm. not I want to help myself. Right. So mm-hmm. when the women come to me, the first thing I tell them is that you need to stop helping others first, because <laughs> this journey is not going to happen for you. Like this program is not going to be effective at all. If you're helping someone else while we're trying to get you to help yourself first. So um, I think that is the strongest message that I have to deliver to women. And it is literally my life's mission because honestly, once you kind of, you kind of go through that threshold, everything just falls into place for you. Like you can, you can literally, you can, you can activate your self healing powers. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you bring that up because women really are, I mean, we all have that healer, nurturer archetype within us and food is such a huge thing in our culture. And the way that we, um, 
treat ourselves with food can be so damaging. So can you talk a little bit about that, kind of about what you like to teach as far as food? I am plant-based. Um, when you're, okay, so there's two kind of, um, there's multiple ways, not just two, multiple ways to approach food as medicine. You just kind of have to look at where you're starting from, right? Because everyone is starting from a different place. And I have to make sure that everything that I create honors that. And I make sure that anything that I teach does not create restriction in your space. Because once we, we, we create restriction in your space, then your body goes into shutdown mode. That's You're so basically true. saying no, even though you know it's good for you. So that is the first and foremost thing about using food as medicine. You have to honor where you're starting. And what I usually do is um, in my challenge, I have this healing tracker cheat sheet that I give to people. And what I basically teach them is that you just have to understand that there are certain foods that will help you regenerate your body faster than your body degenerating. So, and there are certain foods, right, that you're eating that will draw, for, for instance, liquid and water from all of your organs to digest. And so that will make you degenerate much faster. Mm -hmm. So I just tell them, you don't have to be on a strict diet. You don't have to necessarily give up meat and all of the things you love, but you have to have the knowledge of, of what they do to your body if you have the intention to reverse your chronic illnesses, reverse your aging, or what, you know, reverse the degeneration process that's constantly happening in our body every day because our body just wants to kind of go back to balance. And if we knock it out of balance every single day, we just need to understand what we can do to kind of bring it back to balance and bring it not just back to balance if you want regeneration, mm -hmm. right, of your body. So that's kind of what I teach. And, and on that cheat sheet, I have all the different, it starts with fruits and then it goes to the leafy greens and then the vegetables. And it's actually really simple. I'm going to give everyone on this podcast a tip. Just look at the tree, look at the plant. The fruits are the highest vibrational things because they are, they are created from um, like months and months of us putting love into that plant in order for it to bear fruit. And it's absorbing all the sunlight, it's absorbing all of the um, natural elements, the wind, right, the rain, and all of the nutrients from the soils being pulled up to create this beautiful fruit that has perfect balance of flavor before it drops, like naturally drops once the nutrients are all said and done, right? Drops on the ground. You don't even have to pick it, it just, it just <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, and nature has made it easy for us. And then you have the branches where the leaves are, right? Like those are the leafy greens. And you go down to the roots where the vegetables and the root, root, root vegetables are. So you just kind of think about it like that. You want to start with the fruits and then the leafy greens and then the root vegetables. And then anything that is man-made, right? Our go like our body is going to be like, oh, okay, hold on. What is that? Um, I don't understand it. And it, then let me break it down to its natural form. So the process of digesting it, absorbing it, like sorting through the nutrient is going to be like 
it's going to to take longer. Mm-hmm. So you just want to make sure that you're more efficient in comparison to what you were doing yesterday or the day before. And you just kind of use this tracker um, to to help you um, to help you slowly increase. I just call it like raise your standards, raise your standards of your the quality of your life because everything is going to start increasing for you once you once you just take it one step at a time. So that's that's really what the the foundation of what I teach with using food as medicine. Um, it sounds super simple and it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. and, um, our life is not supposed to be that complicated. We, we have made it very, very complicated. And it is my job to break it down to make it simple for you again. So then you can live life without feeling like you have to think you know, about your meals every single time, what you can and cannot eat. You just want to be intuitive um, with all that is around you. And then use your intuition to guide you. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that answer. I love thinking about food, um, as a tree and just the vibration of it. Like, I love that visual. Thank you for sharing that. I never really would have put fruit as the highest. I probably would have picked like vegetables just being honest, but thinking about that, about how they would grow and what it would take, you know, to, to get them to where they need to be nutritionally, um, that makes so much sense. So it's interesting. And if anyone who's interested in all of this information, honestly, like Medical Medium has a free course that I highly recommend anyone who's just like like beginning to have interest in this to just kind of take. Um, it's a free course. It's just on his website. It's called The Healing Path. And you can just look up on Google Medical Medium Healing Path. And he has this tree where it, it kind of, it kind of, he, he puts fruits as number one. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't really explain it the way that I do, but I was just using, you know, my, my intuition. Yeah. Well, it kind of makes sense. And he basically, it basically to me is like the yin yang. Like he has the fruits like on the bottom of the tree. It's almost like you have to take care of yourself first before you kind of go, have, before you can go through this healing path up to the top of the tree where he actually doesn't even talk about food. He talks about love, support, faith, hope, humor. These are all tools for us to heal on the healing path. But the, but I always stress this to anyone. Number one is fruits on that, on that healing path. And like it's before sleep, it's before sunlight because it has all of those in the fruit. In it, yeah. In what it would take to ripen. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, so it's it's been really magical. I'm always a fan of fruits. Um, um, when I when sometimes I, I um when I have like um like cravings and whatnot, I always just go back to the fruit. Um, and that will kind of rebalance everything. Um, in the day for me. So it's been a great tool for me. I really see these as tools that has been gifted to us um, for for our healing and for our growth, not just healing, but for growth as well. Yeah. So what are some misconceptions um, or misunderstandings that you've run across? Because I would imagine that you would encounter quite a few in this industry. There's a lot of opinions yeah. on how to eat. Yeah, there is quite a bit. Um, I mean, even even my own family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, when you start to change your lifestyle, the people who are closest to you will be the first to say, no, don't change who you are. <laughs> because a 
lot of times people just have a fear of change because they're very comfortable um, kind of in their in their little bubble, which is fine, right? Like because if you if you don't have the awareness of something um, else, then you're you're in that vibration, and that there's nothing wrong with that either, right? It's all a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of misconception is, okay, where are you getting your nutrition? <laughs> where right. Protein. Um, do you need to have some fats, right? Like you need some fat. Um, are you, you know, are you, are you gaining enough weight? It's, it's funny because I, I, we live in the United States where everyone is trying to lose weight. My family is, <laughs> is concerned. Is always concerned that we're, we're not gaining enough weight. Um, so so it's it's all of those combined, honestly, and and for me, it's it's been it's been a really great learning um, journey to kind of take a look at those objections that people have, and finding a way to tell a story that will that will help them bridge that um, that objection so that they can kind of see it. And and for me, a lot of times it is about just showing them. The way that I live. It is about really just sharing those stories um, and telling them that, hey, I thought about that too. Right? Like I didn't just jump into this thinking that this is this is it. <laughs> I definitely had um, questions myself. I questioned everything, and, yeah. and I think it's a beautiful thing to to question. So it's 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 been great um, because especially like with my family. Um, they've been a really great sounding board for me um, to help understand what are those objections, what could those objections be. Um, and Medical Medium is a great resource. I actually read so much of his, his information where I, whenever I have a question, I would literally just use his website almost like a Google. And, uh, and a lot of times, like, there's so much that he shares that it's impossible to remember all of it. Mm. those objections come up again and again and again so um yeah the most common ones are really like protein um am i like um are like aren't fruits bad for us because it's high in sugar right i can't have it because i'm pre-diabetic or I'm, I'm i'm diabetic um and like a lot of it also is like oh it runs in my family mm. that's a big one and we feel like we are um, tied to um, our family's genes when um, everything, honestly, is epigenetics. Our gene is an expression of who the, the environment that we put ourselves into, the things that we eat, the, um, the thoughts that we think, right? The emotions that we feel. We actually have the ability to turn on and off certain genes. We, um, it's been proven by science. So um, just kind of understanding those little nuances and be able to kind of explain it to people based on kind of where their awareness is at. That's, that's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> well, I follow you on Instagram and the food that you post is beautiful. I mean, your recipes look amazing. Have you thought about doing a cookbook? <laughs> because you should. Oh, thank, you. thank you for saying that. You know, um, um, whenever someone asks me about stuff like that, I take it as a hint that mm-hmm. I should probably do like that. So I will take that as another, con- you know, um, another clue yeah. that I should probably be doing that. So I'm not going to say no, I'm not going to do it. It probably will happen. Um, 
but I'm still learning to be honest, mm -hmm. because I have realized that, um, you know, your, your earlier question about women and kind of, you know, what are they, their challenges when they're coming in into this healing journey alongside me and other healers, um, for their body and their spirit. One thing that I have noticed is that because our society has put women in um, the role of not just a mother, but, you know, a sister or, or a caregiver, but also um, a corporate leader, right, yeah. more recently, that they have lost, a lot of them have lost their connection to the creativity that they, they usually have in the kitchen mm. and in other areas of their life, to be honest. Um, and so that is one thing that I know is a part of my mission to kind of reignite in other people. And that is why I actually think of cooking as a ceremony um, for me. Um, I do set intentions before I make a meal. I do think about what my body needs. And I do think about the presentation and the ambience in which I'm about to serve this food. Um, and I like to um, kind of articulate that through, through um, you know, my Instagram and whatever it is that I am expressing to the world because I want people, I want to bring people back to their home, mm -hmm. um, to their families, um, to their own creativity. Um, I mean, the kitchen is like, like, boy, like 25% of our home. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't even use it, right? Um, they just yeah. put things in the microwave and they're like, ding, it's done. And <laughs> I, want, I want them to kind of have, have this trans, transformative experience in the kitchen because when you're cooking, you're transforming um, the food into something that is beautiful, into something that connects your family together. And um, it shouldn't be something that only our grandmothers know how to do because it's a legacy that we're creating for the next generation. If we want healthier um, kids, if we want a healthier earth, it all starts from, you know, our home. And, and I, I probably, I'm probably going to start like a home garden soon. So then I could actually get into the soil as well, not just yeah. into the kitchen. Um, but those are kind of little things that I, I love to teach. And that is why um, my food looks the way that it does. And thank you so much for recognizing that. I really appreciate it. Um, and, um, but what I will be doing is I'm actually thinking about working with a few chefs um, mm -hmm. who have an interest in um, food as medicine. And I'm probably going to record a few uh, cooking classes with them. And at the same time, it's opening their mind is transitioning them to something that can actually help um, the people that they serve. And it will also serve, you know, my community um, and anyone who's following my journey. Um, I just kind of kind of create those bridges for everyone to see the possibility. And then I'm learning from them at the same time, you know, like if you don't know what, if you don't know how to do something, you want to learn from someone who does. Yeah. So, so that would be a part of my journey. And then once I collect more of these experiences with these amazing chefs and sharing our knowledge, um, I know that a cookbook will, will be there. And I really want to focus on Asian cuisine because um, I do see that there are, uh, you know, like, you know, because medical medium has been such a huge influence in North America and just English speaking countries that there has been a lot of creativity in the food is medicine recipes from from like an American um, palette perspective right 
um, but there absolutely need to be more, I feel like, on the in the Asian perspective. And so I want to bring that forward. And so if I do create a cookbook down the road, it would be heavily revolved around that. So I'm actually working with Cambodian chefs, working with Thai chefs, um, Vietnamese chefs. So I'm really, really mm. excited. Um, I'm filming one in September, middle of September. And, um, and I, and I think by the time that this podcast airs, hopefully I'll have something to share with, um, with all of you. Yeah. I just think it's amazing that you are working with chefs from the Asian culture and that you have just such a broader vision for your work than just helping people here in the United States that you really want to reach out globally. I just, I think that's amazing. So kudos on that. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's from personal experience. I um, had to put together my recipe vault for my students, where I collected all of these amazing recipes from other chefs that had inspired me, mm -hmm. um, who had been cooking this way. And I was trying to find Asian recipes, right? Because, you know, if people resonate with me, some of my students are Asian, and I know, like, a lot of people love Asian food. Yeah. And I was like, wow, there's a bit of missing pieces here I definitely need to um kind of expand that it's definitely like maybe only like six percent or fifty percent of what I was able to gather um, mm. for, for the non-Asian cuisine yeah mm. I love that you're filling that niche I think that's amazing and so along that line um tell us about the programs that you offer if my listeners are like oh my gosh Amy's amazing I want to work with her how can they get involved with you what do you offer right now for them to do yeah so first of all I would highly recommend anyone who has resonated with what I said today to go follow me on Instagram um I of videos just about this information that I shared here and a lot more um, for free I'll just giving you guys value because that's what I believe in and um, so my um, my handle is Amy the medicine women so you can find me really easily on Instagram and usually that's where I will be announcing the programs that I create um, my signature program right now is a 14-day challenge um, where um, I focus on helping people reset their skin and I do focus um, more on eczema and acne, but honestly, the feedback has been, oh my gosh, my dark circles went away. Um, mm -hmm. My skin feels better. Um, like for myself, my eyebrows grew back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need that. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was possible. Yeah. Um, I was like microblading my eyebrows in like, like two years ago. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I have hair now. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And so, um, and the program gives you more energy. People said they sleep better. They have this like higher quality of concentration. They meditate better. So honestly, if all, any of those things sound like it's, it's, it's something that you want to try using food, that program will get you there. Um, even though I do have a few trainings within it to specifically target eczema and acne as, you know, those people do come to me. So that program I highly recommend. Um, the one that is going to launch next is starting October 7th. Um, and we don't know when we're going to run the next one. But as I said, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll definitely get the notification for all of that. And I share recipes there as well. Um, and anything that is coming up, I will make sure that you guys have awareness of it so that you guys can Join. That's amazing. Do you have a website um, that we can check out if we want to learn more also? Yes, it's just my name, um, amyjo.com, A-M-Y, 
A-B-H-O-U.com. And the challenge specifically, which is the amyjo.com slash join. And you'll see the latest detail there. So that would be pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. Great. And I will provide links to all of that in the show notes as well to make that simple. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dana. Thank you, Amy. This has been really enlightening and I just have loved hearing your story. So thank you so much for being vulnerable and open with us. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for creating such a wonderful audience um, that is open hearted and can receive all of these messages. I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at athenarisingpodcast.com or at athenarisingpodcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet for the music used in this episode. See you next time.